partaking of the dispensation of humankind. We thank you more especially for the privilege of being summoned to partake of the experience of the divine. Thank you, Lord, for enlisting us into the eternal agenda and purposes of God that we may look upon these things and play a part in it. And so we yield ourselves to you. We ask that you have your way in our lives. Maradavo kelakaila finahasizo brandakira ragadali shtebendre hadila aktozuza alabandra kida vadado zedilabondre kila baranda shabda lekabanda parikido salabondre kadista ragadidi zanzori atatakale linda rakavos Pradiga Sabdela Konzodia Latreganoska. Oh Rahadavalish. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We love you, Lord. Take all the praise, take all the glory. In Jesus' precious name we have prayed. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. I want to share with us. This morning, very important spiritual facts that we have our standing and our walk with God, even as we journey through time into eternity. It's important for us to realize that life does not begin and end in time. We are seeds of eternity that have been given an opportunity to experience life in time and ultimately expected to return to eternity and to become part and parcel of the eternal purpose of God. In Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5, it says, Before you were born, I knew you. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, I ordained you to be a prophet. So before the prophet was given this case of flesh to find expression in this mortal side of divinity God already knew him before he took form before he assumed form because there are many forms in the universes of God when you look into the angelic dimension for example there are creatures that have four faces the face of a lion the face of an eagle the face of an ox and the face of a man that's a kind of a form if you look into the angelic dimension there are angels that move in the similitude of thunder and lightning. That's another kind of form. So he was talking to the prophet before I decided that the form you will assume would be the form of a man. I already knew you. And before you took that form, I already ordained that you be prophet in the face of the earth. And when you are done bringing ministry on the face of the earth, and you return to me in eternity. There is yet another assignment you will carry out. Because so long as you have appeared, you will never end. Because you become a creature of eternity. You are eternal in essence. So it's important for us to understand that life does not begin and end in time. Time is only an opportunity for us to buy credit in eternity. So that when we return to eternity, the status that we will assume will be a function of the quality of life we live while we walk on the face of the earth. And so it's very important for us to be mindful of how we live our lives. It's on this understanding and on this premise that I want to share with us 
few spiritual facts this morning that will help us even as we navigate through the path of existence. And I believe that somebody will make a resolve to be relevant with God beyond time, even as we go through this short session this morning. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, it's my honor to honor and celebrate the ministry of my brother and friend, Apostle Salvation Sule. Thank you for raising a top platform for Jesus, for manifesting his glory. The Lord will continually uphold you, and just as he has begun to, he will make you a joy of many generations. I want to salute every minister in the house this morning. Thank you for taking out time. You are very busy people. I'm in ministry myself. I understand how tight things can get. Thank you for taking out time to come share fellowship with us this morning. I believe the Lord will bless us richly and cause a shift even in our ministry in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So this morning, I want to talk to us about the protocol of the hand of God. The protocol of the hand of God. What it takes to move the hand of God. You know, you have to understand what the hand of God can do before you attach significance to moving the hand of God. Now, if you were told to see the president and they showed you the very tight protocol and what it takes to see the president, if you don't know the advantages you will harness, you may not find it worthy to go through the pain of seeing the president. So when the protocol of a reality is very rigid, it's also suggestive of the significance that reality holds. There are men in this country that it will take you one year to be able to beat the protocol of seeing them. Now, if you don't understand what you can achieve by seeing this man, you may not take it necessary. But I tell you the truth, if you are able at the end of the day to see this man, one word from them can change the narrative of your life forever. So there are men that powerful. And for you to see such men, it takes a very rigid protocol. The reason the protocol is very tight is because of the impact that their presence commands. So the hand of God requires a certain protocol to move. But you need to understand the significance of the hand of God to be able to pay the price to move the hand of God. If you don't understand that significance, you may not count it worthy. I heard a story two days ago, a testimony I was sharing with my brother, of a young man that was kidnapped. In his presence, they shot four people that were kidnapped with him because there were five of them. They just held his hand in Lagos. He was in the market, held his hand, and instantly he lost consciousness. And they took him with four other people to a desolate place. In his presence, they shot the four persons. And when it came to his turn, they shot him, the bullet didn't enter. And they were overwhelmed. Why would the bullet not enter you when it has killed four people? And they say, who are you connected to? They say, I'm connected to Dr. Pastor Paul and Angel. 
Now, if you want to see that servant of God, and I'm not trying to exhort men, I'm just trying to use men to explain to you divine realities. Because men and the systems of this world are reflective of spiritual structures in the spirit. Why would you not be killed? I'm connected to Dr. Pastor Paul and Angel. Is that why bullets don't enter you? Now, if you want to see such a man, you may say, come on, why do men think they are something else? Why do men think they are so important? The protocol that regulates their existence is a testimony of the rank they sustain in Zion. And they shot it will enter. Now, cut, to cut the story short, this brother, they found a way of trying to read the senior pastor. They couldn't. So they had to call his cell leader. The cell leader had to call the resident pastor. And the resident pastor took his picture to the man of God. He didn't even have the privilege of talking to the man of God because of the protocol. And the man of God looked at the picture and said in 24 hours, he is released after many more deaths. He didn't speak to him. He just looked at the picture and spoke. But angels were mobilized. <laughs> the person that went to shoot him turned the gun to himself and said, why is this gun not working? And shot himself. As if that is not enough, the boss that saw the phone he was using collected the phone, went to sleep and died in his sleep. As if that's not enough, when they said this man cannot be killed, they took him to the bush and they shot over seven bullets at him. When he wouldn't die, they now asked, who brought him here? One of the people with God said, I did. They shot him. Three people died because somebody said, he will be released in 24 hours after many deaths. can do in itself will necessitate a protocol to regulate your existence. So, a lot of protocol to move the hand of God. But since I'm not here to preach about a man this morning, let me show you a few things that the hand of God can do so that you will make up your mind to go through the protocol of moving the hand of God. The first thing I want to show you is what I began to talk about yesterday. The hand of God has the power to orchestrate restoration. It doesn't matter where you are or what you have been through. If the hand of God will manifest, restoration becomes a natural byproduct. When Elijah knew that the hand of God had been released, in 1 Kings chapter 18, the prophets of God When Elijah came to pray, I thought Elijah would be hoping that God, please do something in case some people have been laboring here from morning to evening. It is not for how long you labor that matter. It is what backs your labor that makes the difference. 
And when Elijah showed up, Elijah did not just say, God, bring fire. He sat down and told them, pour water on the wood. They poured water. He said, pour again. They poured. He said, pour. They poured water until it overran with water. That means the excellency of the hand of God is made manifest when your situation looks most impossible. So the impossibility of your crisis is what makes your restoration a testimony. When the hand of God is involved, it doesn't matter for how long you have gone through that situation. If you got married at the age of 23, you may say it's because you are beautiful. But when you get married at the age of 40, then it shows that a miracle indeed took place. Because the hand of God comes to make the impossible possible. So the way Elijah demonstrated it was that he made what the prophets of Baal struggled with, was struggling with, more difficult. And when it became most difficult, he now stood and said that the children of Israel may know that you are the God of Israel. And instantly the fire of God fell from heaven and licked up the sacrifice. When the hand of God is released, it specializes as changing impossible situations to possible. So it doesn't matter what you are going through. Whatever it is you are going through, what you need is the hand of God. A lot of people will come tell you that this thing that is happening to you, it has happened to three people. The first one we saw was in America. The person died. The second one was in London. The person died. And the last one was just last week. And the person also died. Um, maybe you should just God with him. Don't be discouraged. Even if there is no solution in America, America is not heaven. There is something in heaven that specializes in changing impossible situation to possibility. The name of that reality is called the hand of God. I came to tell you this morning, it doesn't matter for how long your circumstances have been. It doesn't matter who you have gone to. You may have consulted the best surgeon in the world. There is something called the hand of God. When the hand of God is revealed, it does a possibility to possibility. The whole of Israel was in drought for three and a half years. There was no drop of water. When Obadiah, please sit down. When Obadiah was telling the testimony to Elijah, he said they have gone to every nation and have looked for you. And the king will make sure the nation take an oath that they have not seen you. Because the situation was so bad, they deployed every resource of the country looking for the man that shot the heaven. You must come out by all means because people were dying. Animals were dying. There was no water. And suddenly the man that of the hand of God said, Go and tell the king, Elijah is here. Who talked like that? A whole nation is in captivity. You didn't come with solution. You say, Go and tell the king, Elijah is here. And when the king show up, he say, Are you the one? Is it him that troubled Israel? He said, I'm not the one that troubled Israel. It is you and your father's house. Who talks to a king like that? It is the man that is in possession of the hand of God. Because the king needs him to survive. He said, it is you and your father's house. And when the king showed up, he didn't allow him to talk. He said, go and gather the whole of Israel for me on Mount Carmel. And all the prophets of Baal and the prophets of Group. So people send kings. Yes. When you have the hand of God, you can send kings of error. And the king didn't hesitate for a second. He went back and gathered everybody. And Elijah came to make a show 
of what was a plight of a nation for one year. Have you not been there? Have you not seen certain men? Somebody has been barren for 15 years, crying for a child. He has done everything that medical science suggests. It's not working. And then suddenly you come to the boy and he drinks water and he remains and he says, take drink, go home. What do you mean? I've been buried for 15 years. I've gone everywhere. You drink water and give me to drink. When you have the hand of God, you make a show of impossibilities. Why would you not say, let rain come in a secret place so that if, if it doesn't work, you can escape? No. When the hand of God is with you, it must work. It must work. You become a master of changing a possible situation. I read stories of men like the Middlesbrough. A man with cancer. He said, whoever comes to the front first will be healed of whatsoever. And because they know that's how the Middlesbrough starts his service. When he comes, he doesn't start service by praise and worship. The moment he stands on the altar, he says, whoever gets here first will be healed of whatsoever. So before he's coming into the service, people are waiting. Because they know he will give the command. Sometimes they hold people in clutches and wheelchairs and they are waiting. The moment he speaks, they run to the altar. And on this fateful day, the person that they, they rushed to him had cancer. It was grown on his chest, bigger than his stomach. And the people who came and slapped the cancer. And the man fell down as if he was going to die. The whole church went, oh. The cancer didn't come out. He said, lift him up. Lift him up. He's dying. They lifted him up. He hit him again. And I'm not saying go and hit people. The man doing what he's doing knows the art. He hit the cancer. The man fell down and went unconscious. When he said carry him up again, somebody that came for the service couldn't take him. He said, you wicked son of the devil. Do you want to kill him? He took this one, talked to him and said, shut up. I know my business. Face your business and face mine. Take him up again. And when they took him up the third time, held the cancer, pulled it out of the guy's body. And the skin was like the skin of a child. Who does that? When the hand of God is with you, you make a show of the crisis of life. Somebody can be going through pain. They said, we have only one left. I want to make it for myself and my child so that we will eat and die. They said, go and make for me first. Are you a human being? A widow said, the only food left is for me and my child. You say, prepare for me first. Don't you have compassion? He said, go and prepare for me first. The moment the widow obeyed and prepared, the food will finish again. They will make the last one, the last one will become the last one. They will make the last one, the last one become the last one. And they ate it until drought was over. Because this man carried the hand of God. If you know the hand of God regard for circumstance, you will pay the price to mute it. Grammarly can help you write quickly and confidently, so you never have to slow down at work. Stay on top of emails, documents, and more without having to stay. It can become everything you are needing, and it doesn't have 11th hour. Even the dead can come back to life at the instance of the hand of God, because the hand of God comes to provoke
I was in Umwa here last week and a young lady, she should be probably 22 or something, was shot three times in the breast. They struggled and removed two bullets. It was remaining one. Causing excruciating pain. Imagine you touch your breast and you are feeling metal. And there's no money for operation. And she was there and we were worshipping. And suddenly the hand of God began to move. And they met her at the command of the word of the Lord. They materialized. The lady came and said, they shot me three bullets on my breast. They've taken two out. And I, the third one, I went out now. And I'm touching it and I can't see it there again. <laughs> How do matters vanish from people's bodies? It is by the hand of God. So you will pay the price. Because you can come to a family. People are dying. And then you come up, you say, death, go back. You didn't shout. You only gave a command. And the hand of God goes to work. People can meet you and say, I have not had a job. I met a young man three months ago. He was in Abuja. Very intelligent. Very smart. This guy begins to talk to me. He looks like he has all the solution to the world's problem. But he had labored in Abuja for 10 years. Nothing was working. He was still struggling to survive. And while we were talking, the hand of God began to move. And I said, in the next three months, your life will change. You will have more than a hundred times of what you have now. The guy says, sir, I will write this down and I will call you. <laughs> because he has been through so much that it became difficult to believe. I say, write it down. As I'm talking to you now in three months, he has changed, he has bought two cars. He paid 20 million for a house he's already buying. I didn't say 2 million, I said 20 million. The last one, he drove to my house three days ago, was a Mercedes E-Class. When I saw it, I said, why didn't I... Working in over six locations at the same time. A man who was looking for a job becomes a boss in three months. It is called the hand of God. If you know how the hand of God works, you will do everything to have it. The Bible said, Women receive their dead back to life. It is called the hand of God. It's not something you try to talk about, it is better experience. I want to show you the protocol of the hand of God. But I want to show you what the hand of God can do first. There is no impossibility when the hand of God is moving. This house pledges forevermore. How can I be troubled that hope tomorrow will not be bad? What is tomorrow? Even the tomorrow of my grandchildren has already been taken care of. Because there is a weapon that guides me with jealousy. It's called the hand of God. Apostle Salvation, you will build a 1,500 seat auditorium and then you are thinking that, hey, what will happen tomorrow? Tomorrow is 10,000. Next tomorrow is 50,000. The tomorrow after next tomorrow is 100,000. And then after a while, 100,000 will become too small. You will now be thinking, how do we go to a camp? We, want, we are looking for a land that is as big as Numa. 
what tomorrow looks like because he said the part of the just is as a shining light that shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day how can my tomorrow be compared to my today if you are there thinking that my tomorrow will be small you are wasting your life better get something serious doing if you are prophesying that i will fall better go and talk that to the birds because this man here the destiny of his great grandchildren have been secured by the hand of god we will only become bigger and bigger better and better stronger and stronger because when the hand of god shows up it wrought signs and wonders so he said concerning zechariah he said say unto zechariah and the men that sit with him men greatly wondered at isaiah said i and the children that the lord has given unto me we are for signs and we are for wonders all of that is still the technology of the hand of god because in acts chapter 4 verse 29 when they prayed they said that you may stretch forth thy hand to wrought signs and wonders so when the hand of god is upon a man's life all you will see is signs and wonders when that man talks things happen you are wondering how is he doing it it's the hand of god when that man moves there is so much speed what somebody did for three years that guy does it for two months and then you say how did this happen it is the hand of god somebody may have been singing for 20 years and my brother sings for one month and suddenly he's noised abroad and then it is beyond strategy it is a spiritual technology for announcement because when the hand of god came upon jesus he said his fame went abroad everything about him become a wonder he said the hand of god was upon elijah he outran the chariots of ahab even unto jezreel what other people are doing and following the normal protocol when you come in the protocols will bend because there is something supporting you the same ministry doesn't work in Duma. wait until salvation comes the same ministry doesn't work in yola wait until june bigger comes if i come the protocols will bend because the hand of god backs me up they say ah, this thing you are doing will not work wait until i touch it because he said whatsoever he doeth it shall prosper it is the hand of god the hand of god works signs and wonders do you see that you have no reason to fail in life if you fail in life is your choice you have too many things to your advantage they say you are too old to start wait until i start the reason you think i'm too old is because it took pastor a 10 years to open one blind eye what if i begin today and dead men start raising sweet people's world began at 45 and it turned this world upside down if you start early thank god for you that's the best way to do it but it doesn't matter when you start if the hand of god is on you you can turn your world upside down because when the hand of god comes it provokes signs and wonders do you know a widow can begin ministry in this town and the governor of this state will come to her if the hand of god is there do you know you can go into politics and in one year you can become the next governor if the hand of god is there do you know you can enter business and by the hand of god you can take over the economic front in the northern region nothing makes the difference like the hand of god so when the disciples went to pray they had no advantage christianity was just an infant belief system they just started there were many forces trying to 
hunting them they were hunting them with guns bows and arrows a point came they could only survive in caves but all they were looking for is the hand of god they said let the hand of god be stretched let the hand of god the moment the hand of god was stretched few years down the line the bible said the whole of rome became a christian dominion because the hand of god had come you are not small you are not weak you are not disadvantaged what you need is the hand of god if christianity can survive in rome by the hand of god you can survive in a cave you can survive in the desert you can survive in the forest and you will not just survive you will turn it to a fruitful field you know a lot of people see people and they assume their own is finished some people will look at you and say because they didn't support you you will go down go down there is only one Elohim. there is only one jehovah there's only one jesus and so long as he's standing with you the whole world can go to hell you will still survive all you need to do is what stay under the government of his kingdom please sit down with a believer there is no such thing as disadvantage there's no such thing as a disadvantage because the hand of god makes all the difference number one it provokes restoration number two it provokes deliverance number three it provokes signs and wonders number four it releases grace upon you in acts chapter 4 verse 33 he said with great power did the disciples make witness of the resurrection of jesus he said great grace was upon them when grace is upon your life the glory of your life is in contrary circumstance the bible said the light shines in the darkness the darkness comprehended it not if you make impact in crisis what will now happen if there is no crisis in judges chapter 11 verse 29 the bible said by the spirit of god jephthah went to war he went to war by the spirit of god that's the hand of god when grace comes upon your life you can turn any circumstance around so at that time you become the manifestation of the hand of god there's a time when god is walking through you a point come when you become like a theater that manifests god you and god become so one that you become like the expression of the hidden god on your inside that's when grace has been released the bible said he confirmed the words of his servant he performed the counsel of his messenger in the beginning is the word of the lord but the point comes it becomes the word of his servant so even if god has not spoken if you speak god will confirm it because grace has come there are men functioning in that order they have so much grace that they change things they they literally stand on behalf of god all of this technology is by the hand of god the bible said the hand of god came upon something he took the gate of gaza and took it to the top of the mountain that is something that could not be contemplated how do you mean a man the gate during their time is not this door it's a city gate usually it is as wide as what we will call a fence in our day today and it is so tall into the sky 
because it is the defense system of the people if hundred soldiers are standing at the gate they will be like ants if you stand on top and look at them that a man carries a gate is like a man carrying this building on his shoulder and he didn't just carry it he climbed the mountain with it and he put it on top of the mountain so when the hand of God comes upon you there will be so much grace that you can take a whole nation and then they say how did you do it The reason we struggle is because too many people have not paid the price for the hand of God to be upon them. They carry intelligence. They carry oratory. They carry human connection. How far can it go? Imagine if you are connected to the governor of the state and then the person fighting you is connected to the president. You now discover that your connection is already limited before you started. Imagine if you say you are intelligent and where God wants to take you to you are a medical student or a medical doctor and you say you are intelligent and God wants to send you to consultants before you got there you are already disadvantaged because the people you meet are your teachers you say you are an orator imagine God wants to send you to England where English language is their language your oratorial power is already dwarfed before you enter there imagine if you say you know all the, the doctrines of the Bible and God now send you to, to Rome I said to Rome, send you to Israel, where the Bible is their culture. So when you are teaching, they will explain to you that way too. This name you call is wrong. That's the name of my great-grandfather. I know the story, I have the document. You are wrong. Because what you are preaching as a message is their culture. But people stand up with, with knowledge, with oratory, with human connection. A man is going into ministry, he's hoping that somebody will sponsor him. Meanwhile, the verdict of scripture is woe unto him that put his trust in the arm of flesh. You are already woed before you started. The reason we struggle is because we don't pay the price for the investment of the hand of God. When the hand of God comes upon you, part of the things that that grace does is that it furnishes you with favor. So even people who don't like you, they will walk in your advantage. Even those who are fighting you, they will walk in your advantage. So somebody stands up and goes to spread a rumor that you are a thief. And then they now say, let's know who is this thief that everybody is talking about. And the day they want to see the thief, that's the day God wants to raise the cripple. So the people who came to see the thief, all of them now become the follower of the thief. Because the hand of God can manipulate the circumstances to your favor. They will say, oh, this guy is a fornicator. They now say, what? Why is everybody talking about this guy? Meanwhile, you are innocent, but you don't have what it takes to defend yourself. And when they spread the rumor abroad, they now think they have discredited you. Everybody who came to hear the fornicator, they will come and meet the hand of God. And suddenly they say, no, this is not true. They now sow a seed. So the people will make you popular without you spending money for publicity. Because when the hand of God comes, it turns circumstances around. It releases grace. That's why it is impossible for a believer to be disadvantaged. Because the things that should constitute a disadvantage are the things God uses for his advantage. But how many people have paid the price for the investment of the hand of God? If the hand of God releases grace and favor, if the hand of God orchestrates restoration, if the hand of God provokes signs and wonders, if the hand of God orchestrates deliverance, 
and you know that you need one of these things, why would you pay the price for the hand of God? Why would you pay the price? Your ministry is struggling. You have talked to everybody. You have applied every strategy. Nothing is working. And you know if only the hand of God will come strong, things can change. If it takes shutting down and pressing for the hand of God, won't it be necessary? Because the labor of 10 years can be handled in one month by the hand of God. So why would you go for the hand of God? You have done all the street evangelism, which is the right thing to do. You have done all the possible publicity, which is the right thing to do. You have sponsored your post, which is the right thing to do. But it's still not working. You have done all the right things, it's not working. You know something is lacking. Instead of trying again for another 10 years, why not come for the hand of God? So that at the end of the day, your pride will not be that I've done this thing for 35 years. And the 35 years, they say, where are the results? We can hardly find it. Is it not better you secure the hand of God now? You have looked around your life. There is nobody to help. Everybody you have reached out to have turned you down. Even the ones that promised you turned you down. And you know if the hand of God comes today, things can change. Won't you pay the price to secure the hand of God? You don't even have to be a pastor. You don't even have to be a preacher. It is the insurance of a glorious life. It is the insurance system of a great and profitable life. It is the key and the code to impact in existence. Every man that made impact in this life, made impact by the hand of God. Why would you hope for a second that you will make impact without it? Why would you take the risk? It means the time is now. You reign, you ancient Zion's king, Kadosh, Kadosh, you mighty The last thing I will add is that the hand of God glorifies a man. You come to the place. <laughs> you know, when we went to see the, the king yesterday, he said, when Apostle Salvation told me, the apostle was coming with all of the ovation and the activity. I was thinking I would see a big man. Say, wow, the king was overwhelmed. Is it this little boy that all this noise and activity is going on? <laughs> when the hand of God adds glory to your life, you may be 15 years old, but the aged, the great, and the mighty will come and kneel down. They won't know why it's called glory. You know this boy is a small boy You know There's no argument about it But you cannot help it If we compare compliance The word is anakazo You know this boy is my son Sometimes you can even say my son But after you say my son You will not need that It's not suggestive of arrogance But it's telling you That the hand of God can put so much glory on your life that even the leader of your country will wait to see you. And they now check, they say she's a widow. Huh? Even women, in the days of Amisem and Fasi, 
women don't preach but the hand of God was so strong the glory was so thick on her life that it was impossible to ignore her she started television ministry and during her day there were only three in America and her own dwarfed every other person's own they kidnapped her twice because they needed her to go out of the sea the glory she carried shut down the whole nation 10% of the city comes to her church in 1984 she already built a temple that sat 25,000 people you could not but be connected to something like fasting meanwhile when this lady was young nobody cared about her she would run to the street corner do all forms of caricature for people to come and listen to her a point came the glory became so strong unless she doesn't say she wants to do something i heard of yongicho ea adeboe said he went to his church many years ago when he came they were announcing on that sunday that next sunday those of you who came to church this sunday don't come next sunday we don't have space so when you come to church this sunday skip next sunday so that others can come the whole city they want to eat him up the bible said john left the city center he went into the wilderness but he said the whole of jerusalem and judea went to him do you know there are some men in this world that every day of their life in every 10 minutes they receive a lot in every 10 minutes they receive a lot and it's not in thousands it's in millions somebody said he went to visit pastor Ilya Deboe and when he came with the seed I think I even heard Dr. Suleiman he went to sow a seed of I think 1 billion or something when he brought the seed the man said okay keep it there God bless you I brought 1 billion you say God bless you you didn't kneel me down to pour a whole bottle of oil on me to do all the rituals he said while he was here talking another person brought money in bags so there is a room of money there so he said okay put it in that room he didn't even ask who the person's name was he didn't even tell the person god bless you but the person the person was excited that at the end of the day the money reached a devil no need for the prayer did the money reach him thank god oh thank you father that he collected my seed huh? you gave your own resource and you are thanking god that they collected it and sometimes that's the last thing they have and there's another pastor on the altar lying to people to collect money from them meanwhile another man who carries so much glory is sitting down where he's sitting they are bringing money the frequency is too much that they can no longer say god bless you so the pastor who is stealing from people what is the problem there is scarcity of glory while you are working in your job somebody else is promoted and is also promoted again by mistake meanwhile somebody's file have been under the file drawer for 10 years they are looking for the file they have not seen it the difference is glory the business you are doing you are doing everything possible you are losing meanwhile somebody else is discovering money in different accounts they now say no you did one transaction so you left 100 million here what you forgot it the glory is not for a preacher 
It is the commodity for excellent living. You even need it more than a teacher, a preacher. Because you are the one contending in the corrupt and evil world. The things we are struggling for, other people are living in it in abundance. And we are working harder than them. There are some evangelists today, they plan one meeting in one month. I have been preaching back to back for weeks. But these evangelists that plan one meeting in one month, if they come to Adamawa State, the least number of people that will come will be two to three million people. So the number of souls they will win from one meeting, I may not win it in three months. It is the level of glory they carry. Do you know if Dr. Pastor Paul were to come to your village, there will be problem with traffic, there will be problem with security, there will be problem with food, there will be everything suddenly will be problem because of the traffic of people that will come into this city. And he may come and take one session and go. But the impact we have believe is coming for many years. It is the investment of glory. Oh, when a man carries the hand of God, he releases glory upon his life. That's why you must contend for it. I know you have done a lot of things, but what is the weight of glory that you like to command? Please. Listen. If I am numbered among preachers, my name will not be lost. I will not be one of the many preachers. God forbid. I will contend for the glory until in my day and time it will be said it will be said that there was once an apostle that walked through Nigeria and in his days men born for God. He said in the days of John the Baptist I will not come to Newman and just preach somewhere hidden. No. In Newman I will be one of the gatekeepers. If it is ministry, my name cannot be lost in the crowd. I will not be one of the many Sanhedrin. No. There's no way the generation will be named and my name will not be a badge on it. It is a testimony of glory. You are in business and then you are just one of the businesses that Dangote's business have hidden. God forbid. If I am in business, my business will also appear on the radar. I cannot just be one of those selling sugar. It is not possible. I will not just be one of those selling cement. If you don't contend until you make your mark, then why did you come here? Life that is lived once for the whole of eternity. The whole of eternity. Life is lived once. You never have the opportunity to live it twice. And then I will walk through this life as an ordinary person and go to eternity forever and ever. No. If I'm a lecturer, even the whole of that university will hear. Those days in Union Greek, there's a man, they call him Professor Igwe. There were only two mathematicians who could resolve 50 by 50 metrics manually. If the man stands on this side, he will solve the equation. The whole war will be few. This war will be few. This war. Those ones don't solve on blackboard. They solve in rooms. 
So they will start the calculation and they will solve. By the time they are rounding up, they have solved round the room. Only two engineers, mathematical engineers, could solve that matrix manually in the whole of Africa. There was a man called Pierre Nukeke, a physicist. There were only two of them who could, who could, could by physics, astrophysics. They were the only two people who could calculate the angle of setting a satellite in space in Nigeria. If you want to mount satellite in space, you must look for them. And even if a university is doing anything that connects to it, no matter where you are, they will come to the department the HOD will step aside. They will tell you how to set up your physics department if you want to function at A level. That's how to live your life. But it takes glory to walk at that level of command. Refuse to be a mediocre. They tell you it is ambition that you are trying to make impact. What nonsense is that? They were the people talking to you when they were young boys. They were already making impact. And you are over 30, you are over 40. They say you are ambitious. You are late. I came to tell you that you are actually very late. Because when you study the Bible, the Jesus you were following at the age of 12 was already making impact. At the age of 12, Jesus was preaching in the temple for three days without food and water. If it's an ambition, it's a holy one. Keep it up. If it is not selfish, if it's about God, keep it up. You need intense glory on your life. How can you be in the class? You didn't come first, you didn't come second, you didn't come third. What were you doing there? You pass through a school every day. You, you are lost in the crowd. Refuse. Don't pass through life unnoticed. Refuse. Whatever it takes, righteously, for you to make your mark, do it. Because the chronicles of immortals have no space for average men. Only leaders of generations are captured from Genesis to Revelation. Hope you know Jesus had 12 disciples. We only knew about Peter, James, and John. Only their writings were captured. You know how many prophets they were in the days of Elijah. All the other ones were lost in the name, sons of the prophets. Only Elijah and Elisha were captured. I will not be one of the sons of the prophet. I, my name will be there. I will be an Elisha. And if there is, if Elijah already exists, a microbe must be created. I will not be one of the many sons of the prophet. Never. Because the Bible has no space for the sons of the prophet. But there must be a space for Elijah. The chronicles of Ibotas only recognize those who make impact. But it takes glory to make impact. How do you provoke the hand of God? How? Number one, you must master the art of presenting yourself before the Lord. The hand of God is not provoked in absentia. Every man that carried the hand of God 
is a man that perpetually stands in God's presence. In 1 Kings 17 verse 1, he said, Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, came before the king and said, Before the Lord God of heaven, whom I stand, there shall be no rain or dew except at my word. In 1 Kings chapter 18 verse 15, after Obadiah refused to go to the king, he said, Before God, whom I stand. A man who has not mastered the art of presenting himself before the Lord can never sustain the hand of God. The hand of God is for people who perpetually make God their habitation. He speak of the man that standeth in the presence of God. He said, the shadow of the Almighty shall be upon him. Psalm 91 verse 1. In verse 9, he said, because you have made the Most High, even your refuge, the God of heaven, because you have made him thy habitation. That's a man who moves the hand of God. A man who has made the God of heaven his habitation. Many are too busy. For the present that's why when they stand in the public they are looking for the hand of god like the prophets of Ba. they can't find him every time you see a man moving like an embassy of heaven that man has a place in the secret place he's a man that stands in the presence elijah will never see the hand of god except as always the testimony of elijah is before god whom i stand where you are standing is what determines what follows you there are many people today they are too busy with business i'm in the oil company we go to work by five we come back by eight and they think the advantage is the fact that they are working with the oil company and then just one plague comes and both they and their families are victimized because they have not learned the wisdom that the greatest place to stand on earth is not in the president's office the greatest place to stand on earth is in the presence of god if you are in the presence of god even if you show up in the president's office you will you will command there that's why when ahab came to elijah he said go that's a man talking to the king go and tell all israel the prophets of Baal and the prophets of Gru to appear on Mount Carmel. Who sends a king? It's a man that stands in the presence. Because when he shows up, God shows up with him. The first protocol of commanding the hand of God is the ability and the stamina to stand in the presence of God. I can bet you that many Christians no longer know the way to the presence. Please sit down. was mighty powerful in the garden they thought he was wielding powers in the garden because his name was Adam when God showed up in Genesis 3 he said Adam where are thou I can't find you here anymore if you can't function within this perimeter of the present you have no power in the visible realm those who rule in the natural realm are those who have places in the spirit you have lost your place who told you you can command the galaxies when you are absent in the presence? You can't. 
you will lose your scepter because the way to hold your scepter is to hold your place in the presence when the devil wants to utterly destroy a man he stops him from making appearance in the presence Job chapter 1, the Bible says the sons of God came to appear before the throne of God. That's how they become sons of God. And sons of God are beings that bring government from the presence of God. The way they are able to achieve that is that they constantly appear in the presence. There are many people today who are even walking in the name of the Lord, but don't have a place in the presence of God. That's why we keep making declarations, nothing happens. Because what makes the difference is the presence. It is not how much you know. What you know will not count. Except as you first of all have a place in God's presence. It has nothing to do with titles. I shared with you already, the Bible said, women. These were not preachers. These were not educated orators. He said they received their dead back to life. If a man can stay in God's presence, he can command change in his life. He can command change in his society. Because the hand of God is with men who stay in the presence. When you study the lives of patriots of old, this was their lifestyle. They live perpetually from the presence of God. Because man was created in the first place to live in the presence. That's why God put him in the Garden of Eden. The Garden of Eden is the atmosphere of God's presence. When man fell, one of the signs and the signature of the fall was the fact that he was exonerated from the presence of God. The moment man is restored, he is expected to return to the presence, to live from the presence. If you can't pay the price to stand in God's presence, you can't see the hand of God. And if you can't see the hand of God, rest restoration will be far from your borders. Grace will be far from your borders. Signs and wonders will be far from your borders. Deliverance will be far from your borders. Glory will be far from your borders. Because all of these are pro provoked by the hand of God. So when a man is contenting to stand in God's presence, it's actually a bargain for glory. It's actually a bargain for grace. It's actually a bargain for deliverance. It's actually a bargain for restoration. How do you provoke the hand of God? Number two. Is by sustaining continually a disposition of repentance. You may think you are right until you view yourself from the crystals of God. Repentance is a turnaround back to accuracy. That's why it said... In Romans 1 verse 16 and 17 I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ It is the power of God unto salvation To every man that believes He said therein is the righteousness of God revealed From glory to glory Repentance is actually a migration From glory to glory A man may not be living in capital sin 
But the more he looks at God, the more he tilts himself to align all. That tilting, that turning around to realign with God progressively is what we call repentance. There is a measure of glory that is at the level where you are, but you still need to come up here. Because there is many more that you are here to see. So a man that moves the hand of God is a man that constantly functions in the realities of repentance. He keeps aligning and realigning. The moment a man becomes proud and thinks he's accurate and knows it all, he has lost it. Because the God you saw a second ago, when he appears again, the glory you will see, you will never have seen it before. So the 24 elders, again and again, the Bible said they fall on their faces, they cast their crown, and they cry holy. We thought we saw it all until we saw again. So there was a need to go down. When the people don't repent, they will never see the hand of God. In First Kings chapter 18, verse 21, when Elijah told all the prophets of Baal to come to the mountain, he said, what is it? Choose ye today, either to worship Baal or to worship God. The Bible said they didn't answer a word. In verse 24, when Elijah set the altar and said to them, Come close to me. First Kings 18, verse 24. He said, And he called on the name of God. And he said, And call ye on the name of God, of your gods. And I will call on the name of my Lord. And the God that answered, Let him be God. The people now answered. Repentance had begun. In verse 21, they said they didn't say anything. In verse 22, when Elijah began to bring the dimensions of God closely, the people said, okay, now you have spoken well. So they moved from silence to concurring. And when you get to verse 30, 34, Elijah began to speak to them again. When he assembled the stones and the glory of God came down. Now the people were calling on the name of the Lord from verse 34 to 39. Particularly in verse 39. They say when they assembled the stone and God came down as fire, the people fell on their faces and began to worship God. So at first, they were at a place of no concern for God. They came to a place of concurring. They now came to a place of worship. They had repented. When a people begin to repent, the hand of God in their midst becomes stronger. When a people turn away from God, the hand of God becomes weaker. Many times, the reason you see believers in helpless situation is not because God is far, it's because they are far. He said, God said you will be far if you are far from Him. So the moment people begin to turn to the Lord, God turns to them. The moment people draw close to God, God draws close to them. The reason the hand of God is scarce in the life of people and glory is scarce, grace is scarce, restoration is scarce, is because many times they have departed from the Lord. They may be calling on the name of the Lord, but they have not turned to the Lord. If a man will turn to God, definitely he will see the hand of God. In Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, the Bible said, If my people, that's one, who are called by my name. So you can be God's people, you can bear the name of God, but you'll be in crisis. Because those people were in crisis. They were God's people, they were called by his name. But they were in bondage and peril. They didn't see the hand of God. Until he said, if they turn to him and cry, he 
will be here from heaven. So it's not enough to be a Christian. It's not enough to call the name of Jesus. The person who is calling the name of Jesus, what is the state of his relationship with the Lord? If my people that are called by my name, these are dangerous scriptures. In Hosea chapter 4 verse 6, he said, my people perish. What? That means God acknowledged that they are his people and the almighty God will allow his, will allow his people to perish. Yes. My people perish. If my people who are called by my name, that means you can be his people, you can be called by his name, yet you will go through pains and crises of life and you will look as if your God is dead. The only time the hand of God is provoked, they say, if they will turn, if they will turn to me, if they will turn to me and cry, they say, that's when I will hear them from heaven. Do you know the descendants of Abraham? That the Bible said, I will prefer the gates of Jacob. That's 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 the utterance from the spiritual. The gate of Jacob is preferred to all the glory and the riches of the world. I will rather prefer the gates of Jacob than all of the splendor, the beauty, the glory of the world. The same people of Jacob were in bondage for 400 years. But the moment they turned, God came to Moses and said, I have heard the cry of my people and their affliction by the reason of their tax masters. And because of this, I might come down. Our lives on the public shelf is perfect because we are hypocrites. We make men feel that everything is right. We know what to say to win the heart of people. Today, if you are doing ministry and you don't talk about money, they say you are a right man of God. Today, if you are preaching and you are preaching the kingdom, they say you are a correct man of God. Today, if you are preaching and you talk self-denial, you talk repentance, you talk holy living, they say, wow, the right preacher has come. The true man of God has come. Because we are carried away by what we hear. If you discern people, most of the people talking kingdom very loud, when you come close to them, you will literally vomit. Because they don't look half like what they preach. But we know what gets the attention of people. So we do it in the public and we say it in the public. But when you find us in the secret, you will abhor the way most people live. That's why even though we preach the right things, God never comes to validate it by mighty works. Because God is not moved by the correct message. He is moved by the correct life. So for you to see the hand of God, you must turn to the Lord. I've seen many great servants of God. They don't preach half the revelation we preach. But their ministry is littered with the mighty works that you will hardly believe. I see people like Dr. Paul Nenche just blowing a flute. And by blowing a flute, cryptos begin to walk. Meanwhile, you will come and preach all about Jesus Christ's resurrection power. And you may not see it happen. Because God is not moved by the revelation. The revelation will bless men, not God. What will bless God is your life. Not the revelation you are preaching. So while your revelation is blessing men and it is good, make sure your life also blesses God. That's why it takes genuine repentance 
turning away and turning unto the Lord to be able to move the hand of God. If our secret life were to be placed on the shelf, many people on their own will run away from the town where they are living. Most of the very hallowed men that you see today like angels, if our secret life and secret conversations were placed on the shelf, they will run from, they will, somebody may run from 10,000 city auditorium. <laughs> a bishop that comes with a long cross and everybody is lying down to say, Papa, if you see if secret lives were to be revealed, many bishops will pack from town. They will meet Nigeria and go and live in Mozambique because they are not white. If our secret life were to be buffeted, many revivalists will run from town. They will take off because all they have is a fireful message. Their life is a garbage. You can't deceive the spirit. In their realm, they see everything. I'm saying this because our world has come to a place where we must have tangible things backing our lives and ministry. Ministry today is an endangered species. Ministers, rather. Christians today are an endangered species. So if you are a Christian, there must be a tangible reality that backs you up. You cannot afford to live the way you are. People are being killed just because they are living in Christian communities. That's why you need the hand of God. And if you must walk by the hand of God, your life must be a testimony of the message of scriptures. Thank God for the gifts. Thank God for the natural advantages of intelligence, of eloquence, of human connection. But beyond all of that, your life will be able to command the hand of God. And it is a life of repentance and consecration that moves the hand of God. Number three. In the protocol of the move of the hand of God is the voice of God. If you have not apprehended the voice of God, you will never see the glory of God. In fact, in Genesis chapter 3 verse 8, the first visible revelation of the glory of God to man was his voice. He said in the cool of the day, the voice of God came walking in the garden. It was by the economy of that voice that came to the garden that Abraham was able to wrought all the wonders that he wrought in Eden. A man who can move the hand of God is a man that has access to the voice of God. There is no assumption, no matter how scripturally aligned it is, that can provoke mighty works. If it is an assumption, it is an assumption. The only thing that confers the power for dominion is the progressive voice of God. That's why in Matthew 4 verse 4, a man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. The men that wrought the greatest 
impact on the face of the earth there is an asset they carry everywhere they go is the voice of god because of the voice of god they can walk through the valley of the shadow of death it will be like a corridor in a highway because of the voice of god they can go to a land of no return they will not only return but they will deliver that land i read the story of maurice Cerulo. many years ago he was to go preach in greece and there was no kingdom activity going on in greece people were literally hiding if they bore the name christian and this was the first time a major work was to be wrought since the days of the early apostles and he was just a young boy but he had the voice of god so when the door opened for him to go to greece he went to the lord and god said go he didn't even have transport and god told him i will give you the money in the evening service so when he came for the evening service he was wondering whether the money would fall from the roof while he started ministry the voice of god came to him there was a woman with a hunchback he said call her lay your hands and she'll be healed this man was not even walking in the miraculous at the time but having heard god he knew it was settled and he called the woman when he laid hands on the woman the growth vanished and the woman removed an envelope and said i was to go for surgery and this is the cost he said take it so god gave him money to go to greece when he came to greece the person he was connected with ran away because the person thought he would come since he knew nothing was happening in greece so the little change he had from his journey he now booked the room because he doesn't even have transport to come back he was hoping when he preaches and they give him on the radio he will come back those of you that invite people and when they come for your meeting that's why you start apologizing of the expenses how that generator didn't work you rented three generators it is a criminal offense When they talk you say don't preach for money don't preach for money which money how much can you pay do you know what people left to preach the gospel they invite you the moment you come ah the expectation is high god has promised us a lot of things when meeting is remaining one day to go or one session they will now come to you in the hotel room and say god struggled so much in this meeting in fact even as we are talking to you now we have not paid some debts what they are telling you indirectly is that we don't have money to give you if you didn't come with your money begin to pray now the man who invited this young boy ran away let me tell you something you know when we preach like this people think um, we are pursuing money they laugh they don't know what we left to do this they have no idea there's not everybody preaching that is frustrated and god knows the heart of men that's why he, he takes it with the things he does. I was serving in worry. A pastor invited me for a meeting. Said a lot of mighty things. As a youth copper then, I didn't have money, but I had zeal for God. The money I had, because I was in a full room barracks, the money I had could only take me to Anisha. When I get to Onicha, 
my balance will be 500 naira. But from Onicha to Benue Links, from the park where they will drop me at the overhead bridge to Benue Links was about 150. And then the transport fare from Onisha to Makodi then was about 25. So I said, if I go to the park, I will tell the people that when I get to Makodi, my brother will pay at the park. That was my assumption. Imagine if an equal person will hear that nonsense. I got to Onicha and I remember that I had 1,000. No, I had 500 in my account. I said, okay, this makes it easy. If I withdraw this 500 naira and have 1,000, by the time I get to the park, after paying the Okada, I will be left with 850. At least, that would be something reasonable. When I wanted to withdraw the money, the bank didn't have 500 naira notes. I was almost stranded. I now look, look, one guy withdrew close to 40,000. I now quickly went into my bag, removed my NYC cap, and put it on. I walked to the guy boldly and told him, brother, I'm standing. Help me. <laughs> if he sees the NYC cap, even if he's a heartless person, this cap will minister to him. These are the things we do to preach this gospel. Somebody will come up and say, they are preaching for another radio. Because of, they have problems in their own heart. They think everybody is like them. Many times what people accuse others of is what they are going through. They now assume everybody is like them. The guy looked at me, gave me 500. Thank God, at least I couldn't withdraw 500 and now have 500. I got to the park. I was so lucky I met another couple who was going to Benin. So I told him, oh boy, see the situation. Ben, had me to care. When I get to my party, my brother is coming to take me from the park, he will give you. I didn't even know my brother had money. After the guy agreed, I now called my brother. My brother had to move around to Boru. And when he came to the park, I got to Makodi around 12 midnight. The program was the next day, 8 a.m. Because I left Wari at about 12 noon. My brother gave him the cash, we spoke and left. We ran this program for three days. When we finished, remember, I'm borrowing money to come. That means even transport fare to go back is not there. When we finish this program on Sunday, pastor's number was not going again. I sent a winner to go to his house and tell him I have to travel. I have CDS on Monday, and this CDS is also the clearance day. So I must be no on Tuesday. I must travel first thing on Monday morning. Pastor now said, Whatever I have, I should borrow. The moment I get to each other, the seeds they collected and some of the money he used it to set other ministers that he will reach me before I reach on each other. That the journey from Makori to Onicha was for five hours, six hours. In my naivety, I said, Okay, fine. It's man of God that spoke. And now hit the road. Borrowed 2000, hit the road to Onicha. I was, I approached Enugu, I called Pastor. Number was switched up. I approached Oka, I called Pastor. Number was switched up. And this thing was almost evening. And Onicha was a very dangerous place at the time. I don't know anybody in Onicha. Where will I sleep? The moment I was arriving on Onicha, I received an alert on my phone 33,000 from Delta State Government. Now, this money is money they pay copper after they finish. Is the state stipend they give them apart from the federal government allowance? 
Now, many coppers finish the struggle for this money, they don't even get it. I have not even applied. To make things worse, I relocated from Kanu to Delta. So I'm supposed to be having challenge. They paid the money two weeks to our personal. When I got to worry, I was so bitter. God told me to pray for him. I prayed for him. I had already pledged money to give some money for Bibles that were to be paid to India. About 20k already. I was hoping that when I I would pay that one. Thank God I had to pay the money and I was left with about 10,000 naira for myself. So all these pastors and ministers that will invite you when you finish preaching, they now start. If you know you can't run a program, there are more than a million pastors in your locality. Do a program there, the people will be blessed. You mustn't bring pastor that will fly a jet or a pastor that will travel from several states before the people are blessed. If you don't have the resources and God has not told you to invite them, rest, do it with what you have. Don't become a thief in the name of serving God. Morisorulo got to Russia and Bishop vanished. A little boy of about 19 years. And what do you think? What will he eat? Where will he stay? He didn't care. If you ask him now, he has downloaded another evangelist to Russia to join in the labor. That was how the little balance Moriserulo had. He paid for a hotel. And he was there praying, praying. On the eighth day, a man was driving past the hotel and an angel stopped him and said, Go into that hotel room, enter room number this. The man that is there praying, help him. You know, when all things, everything is on the lowest end, the only thing that works is prayer. If they enter there and help him, the guy, what is this? Well, who are you? He said, Go there and help him. When the angel spoke, weavers entered this guy. So he stopped and entered the hotel. And when he knocked, there was a little boy who came out. And he said, What do you want? A man downstairs here should help you. But said, said, Oh, I don't know anybody here. I've not seen any man since I came. Nobody even knows I'm here. He said, Well, I don't know, but I felt like helping you. What do you want me to do? But said, Well, I was invited to come preach Jesus here. But when I came, I can't see the bishop that invited me. He now said, Preach Jesus. Who is Jesus? That was when Moriserulo preached the gospel to him. And when he finished, the man now said, Well, I am a personal assistant to the president. Give me one day, I will get back to you. First of all, he offset the hotel B, got him good food. Prayer had to stop at that time because it's not a retreat. That one is survivor. Moriserulo enjoyed himself for that day. The man now called him and said, The biggest hall in the city square. Have been approved for a crusade so the crusade was sponsored by the president and when they did that crusade that was what opened russia to the gospel but how did it happen the voice of god he said in ezekiel 37 he said the hand of the lord was upon me and carried me in the spirit to a valley of dry bones and he said i saw the bones and they were really dry and he said Son of man, can this bone live? He said, Thou knowest. He now said, Prophesy to the bones. And in verse 7 of that scripture, he said, I prophesied as I was commanded. When a man can hear the voice of God, that man will move the hand of God. 
because the hand of God moves when the voice of God moves. The reason many times things never work, even when we speak, is because we don't have access to the voice of God. And the first thing that brings you into the economy of the voice of God is to become a sheep. A sheep is a consecrated follower. That's why I spoke to you about followership first. He said, my sheep hear my voice and they obey me. many believers are walking on assumption this person said this this person said this i have suffered on those accounts the first time we went to pray for the dead when i showed up that's why i tell people testimonies inspire they don't bet faith faith comment by hearing and hearing by the word of god thank god for the stories in god's generals they will inspire you i read them i hear them and that's why I'm telling you many offhand. But I know what builds faith is the world. Testimonies and stories only inspire the faith you already have. So if you don't have faith, you will hear those testimonies and nothing will happen. That's why many believers live on assumption. They don't know the word of God that the minister is standing on. They hear his story and they jump into the sea and they sink. I went to this house because they heard that God was helping us. When we came, they said the lady just shouted, My chest, my chest, and slumped. When we came, her body was still hot. And so I stood like an apostle. You know, there is, there is a disposition you sustain to refuse intimidation from the devil. I stood my ground and I began to make declarations. Made declarations. When I made so many declarations and nothing happened, I now remember that <laughs> the first a man of God told us the story how that they brought the dead and he prayed in tongues for 40 minutes and the dead came back to life because the temperature began to increase. So we started praying capital to spare energy. When we prayed for close to two hours, the lady's hands became like iron, stiff. And they were as cold. My friend now comes down. And he looked at me, he gave me a sign. He said, <laughs> He said, This one, no go walk. This one. That means what we need to do now is to console the mother. Another story came to my heart. Adam can egg he said, When you are struggling with demons and it doesn't work, ask for their name. I perceived they were demons. But I said, This person is dead. Another story now came. Stories were just one. Adam Kenehege went to the hospital to pray for a dead one time and tapped the chest. And the dead came to life. I spoke in tongues, spoke in tongues, and I tapped it. The lady was like stockfish. The problem now was how to escape from that place. Because I read the story again. I remember the story again. How that Jesus came to raise the dead. And when the people wanted to cry, he said they should keep quiet. Everybody should get out of the room. The mother of the child wanted to cry. And I had warned her, shut up! Because I was talking in the spirit that time. Quiet woman! Your daughter sleepeth not. Your daughter is, is not dead, but sleeping. When I 
finish everything. Evata won't work. Dalita Kume won't work. I was confused. How do we go out after all these things? You say somebody is sleeping. You have not woken the person. Where are you running to? Now let him whisper. Drag her to sit down. Ah! Sit down. This lady is like stockfish. I told my friend. We pulled her and forced her into the chair. She sat on the chair like this. And I was breathing. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Suddenly, the lady sneezed and came back to life. lot of rituals when you don't hear the voice of God the reason Christianity in Africa is full of rituals is because the word of God is cast so we do drama we do drama when the word of God is there you can come to a crusade ground and just say sing and as you begin to sing God will begin to walk you will put your, your routine aside not that they are bad because you need structure and organization but when the voice of God comes, everything is suspended. That's how you see the hand of God. If you can't hear the voice of God, you can never see the hand of God. This may not mean so much to you, but ministers know what I'm saying. Because every day, you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Every day, you have to remove things from the mouth of the lion. You need something that ensures your life and ensure that there is result. The last I will share this morning is that the word of God, the hand of God is moved by men of prayer. In 1 Kings chapter 18 verse 40, he said, Go tell Ahab, hurry home, for I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. The sound Elijah heard was not the sound of rain, it was the sound of prayer. Because there was no sound in the spirit. Everywhere was dry. The moment he said that, the Bible said he went on his knees and he put his head between his thighs and he began to pray. When he prayed, he told the servant, Go and check. When he prayed, he said, Go and check. On the seventh time, that was when what he heard began to manifest in the sky. So Elijah actually provoked the rain by prayer. If you don't pray, there are many things you will not see in your life. You will hear them as stories, but you will never see them. I have been privileged to sit under the greatest man of God of this generation. I see the ease between the work. And when I saw that ease, I knew a lot of neighbors went secret place. Once upon a time, the cousin of Reverend Chris Yakilomi told us that those days when they were children, that they still could visit his house. Sometimes they will come to the house and for two weeks the man has not come out. He's upstairs praying. Maybe once in two weeks, they will stroll down and hello, how are you? God bless you. He will go back. And they will just be hearing Karun Nikita. Fellow Claros Tidi Ekta Hadredini Zanzari, Barondra Falafiros Tashandre Kida Asta, Barakida Otre Kiros Talavandra Kidas. Tongues, that's all you hear. Tongues, 
One day, a prominent person came to visit him and they couldn't tell him to go back. So one of the sisters went to the room to tell the man of God that that man was there. When he opened the door and entered, a force took him and threw him out. He had saturated the place with so much tongue that ordinary men couldn't walk in. Somebody told the story of Catherine Kuma. Before she goes for every meeting, she paces the floor for 18 hours in tongue. Men who are ease in the public have gone through records of prayer in the secret place. There was a time she was praying and literally her body began to float in the room. Literally. So when you said, see them say demons go and they go. The demons know where they met in the spirit. They understand the heights they travel to. It's not a public show. It's a manifestation of spiritual rigor in the place of prayer. Our generation is a generation of talkers. We have too many preachers, but very few prayer. And when I say prayer, I say prayer because a man who sings is a singer. In the same vein, a man who prays is a prayer. So everywhere they go is tongues. They pray until somebody said when you sit with Bishop Oedeko intermittently once in a while. He's so used to tonguing, it has become part of his life. So there is no protocol on where to pray anymore. There's, the time is too limited to wait until that three hours where you go to the closet. So even while they are going to the shower, Malakado, Baragada, in Tatatani, Kamakida, when they are shaking you, Ah, Brakore, Borakida, Pandagastu, Melekavi, how far? What did they have? Makatadi. Sometimes, even when they pour themselves on the phone, Dia, Ka, So, Bakadi, Leka, Titakada, Tuatata, Lelelina, Pakaya, the protocol of prayer has overtaken them. Somebody heard the prayer of my friend Victor, and when Victor was praying, you know, there's a time you pray until you begin to assume different shape in the spirit. The reason some people look at you and say liar is not because they want to give you a title, because when you pray, a point comes when you begin to take the shape in the spirit, and when you are standing, men can look at it in your eyes. They don't know why, but the similitude of that dimension begins to break out of your eyes because one of the four beasts that stand in the presence of God has the face of a lion so everybody that walks in dominion either must sustain the power of a lion which is the power of dominion or the power of an eagle which is the power of height or the power of an ox which is the power of service or the power of a man which is the power of delegated authority these are the four powers that make for dominion in the visible realm and one of the ways to step into all of these powers is when you begin to make the altar the place of your habitation so suddenly somebody looks at those and say the eagle and when the man begins to worship naturally you see the way he mounts up he mounts up when you hear him they will take you beyond the cloud prayer is not just God give me bread no prayer is stepping into the place of ascendancy prayer is stepping into corridors where mortals cannot go beyond John said I was in the Isle of Patmos for the testimony of the Lord I was in the spirit of the Lord's day I was in the spirit that is the life of prayer they say I heard a voice as of a trumpet and as I turned I saw seven golden lampstands the man had ascended such men don't pray for bread and wine they pray for ascension they pray for powers they pray for dimension they pray for intimacy they have seen things that men can offer it is only in the spirit that those things are found so every time they want to transport from the terrestrial to the celestial what they do is that they go on their knee because the airport of men are visible location for spiritual airports on your knee when you want to fly kneel down 
will be amazed where you will go to. You will just be praying and suddenly the veil will be moved. That's why you will see that what you call your door is not a door. There is a dimension behind your door. But by prayer the veil will be removed. And that place you have gone in and out for many years, you will step in and the next time you come out, the verdict over your life will be that I have made you a God over Pharaoh. And when you come out, suddenly the powers that be will bow to you. Men will not know why. There is a place you will enter. You will be, you will be, you will be oiled with fragrances of favor. And when you come out of that place, it's not like you came with signs and wonders. It's not like you came with power, but you came with favor. Everybody wants to favor you. They don't know why. You will come for such meetings and you are wondering, what is God really doing here? You don't know. But the presence of God has become an ointment and an aroma that provokes the allegiance of men to a point that even when they don't want it, they have no choice. When you are doing something, even your haters will want to look at it and say, what is going on here? Because of the favor. David had to fight 44 battles to be a reigning king. Solomon didn't need to fight. Because it's not only, it's not only by physical fight that men win. There is an economy of favor that can come upon a man that even the queen of Sheba will travel beyond many borders just to look upon the glories of Solomon. You don't need to fight. The men that fought his father came to learn wisdom from him. There were two different economies in the spirit. Where David went with the spirit, they taught his fingers to fight and his hands to war. Where Solomon went with the spirit, they gave him the tongue of the wise. So when Solomon spoke, the same way bows and arrows could silence kings. That was how the tongue of Solomon could enslave kings. That was the same thing that happened to Samuel. Samuel did not need to fight. He knew by covenants of prayer that there is a provocation of the hand of God. And the Bible said so long as Samuel lived, the hand of God was perpetually against the Philistine. So the same power that David wrought, Solomon wrought by wisdom, and Samuel wrought by prayer. When men begin to pray, they harness the powers of the critic. Prayer can never be a disadvantage. There are many things that can constitute a disadvantage in time. Prayer is not one of them. That was why when Elijah prayed, the Bible said the hand of God was upon him. He outran the chariots of Ahab. Ahab went ahead of him. When he was praying, you would think, oh, this guy is not wise. Everybody has gone. Now he has prayed. He is disadvantaged. No. When he finished praying, he began to fly on the wings of eagles. The Bible said Jesus went to the mountain to pray. His disciples went on the boat ahead of him. He said when it was the third watch. That means the disciples had traveled for nine hours. They left the first watch, the second watch, the third watch. He said when it was the third watch, the man that went to pray, the Bible said he came walking on water. Even if he was walking on water. Now that's an enough testimony. But how can a man who is walking overtake a boat that have moved nine hours ahead of time? Because prayer is speed in the spirit. When a man prays, the hand of God provokes speed. When Jesus entered the boat, the Bible said they were ashore. The same speed he carried took the boat from the middle of the sea to the ground. They were aground the moment he entered the boat. Who told you prayer is a disadvantage? They didn't educate you well. Every man that showed this world was a man of prayer. The world went backward after the fall of Adam. Of and the Bible said in the days of Enosh, men began to call upon the name of the Lord. That was when God visited the earth. The Bible spoke concerning Abraham, that Abraham littered the whole of Bethel with altars. That was what made Abraham a mighty man of valor. Jacob, the Bible called, now if you, it is littered everywhere. Even in Babylon, where they were slaves, they said three times a day, Daniel prayed. 
facing Jerusalem, you can never be disadvantaged praying. How do you provoke the hand of God? By prayer. Acts chapter 4, verse 30. As they prayed, they say, Stretch forth thy hands. He can't stretch forth his hand until you pray. As they pray, they say, Stretch forth thy hands. And when his hand was stretched forth, he said, Great grace was upon them all. When a generation begins to pray, they are about to see the hand of God. The protocol of the hand of God. Most of us are young. It means we have an advantage. If you can pray now, what you will, be, what you will become, the world will only be allowed to imagine it. Only weak men were made valiant in fights. He said they taught to fight the armies of the enemy. They quenched the violence of fire. But they were called weak men. What happened? They that wait upon the Lord. The mount of the wings at the eagles. They received the strength of Yahweh. If only you will pray, the hand of God will become resident. Now we bow our heads this morning and talk to God. You don't need to stand. Just bow your head and talk to God. Some of us, we need help because we are very rusty. And I tell you the truth, all of us need help. To shift from where you are to where you should be, you need help. So ask him for help this morning. That's just a prayer. Help me, Lord. Help me. Help me. That's not what you are playing. Stop. Play what I'm singing. You were blessed by the message you just listened to and wish to make Jesus your Lord and personal Savior. Kindly repeat this prayer after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I believe in your Son, Jesus Christ, and that he died for my sins and was raised from the dead for my justification. I therefore confess with my mouth that Jesus is the Lord of my life. I receive eternal life into my spirit. I am born again. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. If you just said this prayer, please send us an email on discipleship at gmail.com or reach us on our website or rockhomemichael.com to enable us to reach you 
and afford us the privilege to disciple you. God bless you.